Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. All right, what's shaking, Red Nation? Welcome to another episode of The Dream Take, presented by The Dream Shake. Of all things, Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. It's Jeremy Brenner here riding solo tonight. Mike's got the night off. His Houston Cougars are playing right now. They're looking pretty good, up nine at half. I've got my UCF Knights on deck in the women's tournament tomorrow. So I'm excited about that. But I'm also excited to talk Houston Rockets basketball with you guys. Despite the losing effort tonight, unfortunately, the Rockets fall short to the Indiana Pacers final score. Pacers 121 Rockets 118, you know, a disappointing loss because this was a winnable game. The Rockets were up double digits going into the fourth quarter and couldn't get the job done. And that's incredibly unfortunate, especially considering how well they played in that third quarter tonight. I want to say Christian Wood had like 20 points in that third quarter alone. Maybe one of the best offensive quarters we've seen from Christian Wood in a very long time. Uh, 32 points, 13 rebounds, seven assists for him. But the fourth quarter was all about Jalen Green. And I really, uh, you know, Lucas is talking about that in the chat here live on Spotify Green Room right now. And yeah, even though it was Christian Wood who had the hot hand going into that fourth quarter, Silas entrusted the future of the franchise, Jalen Green into it. And Jalen looked pretty solid himself in that fourth quarter. He had a couple of those moves that are just, at this point, I don't want to say it's unstoppable, but he's just really quick, man. And that's that to me is what sticks out with Jalen's game is that he's just, he's so quick. And even you can game plan for him all you want, but you're not going to stop him. And that's that's why I feel so confident in Jalen sticking in the league is because he's able to just have that raw speed that is really hard to find. Something you can't teach. And I really, really enjoyed watching Jalen uh, tonight. I also had that nice little alley oop uh, in the beginning of, in the beginning of the game to Shangoon. Uh, really promising to see that, you know. So, so there is benefits tonight, and the Rockets, you know, they still go in, stay in that top three. I mean, with a win tonight, they would have, and I guess that's a little disappointing because they could have, you know, a lot. They could have won this game and still been in that bottom three or that top three, you know, whatever you want to call it. But they still find themselves on the losing end tonight. And it was a winnable game. Like, they should have won this game. The main reason why you lose this game, you couldn't stop Goga Batadze? Really? Career high for Goga Batadze? 
23 points, nine rebounds for him. Jalen Smith had 17 points and 10 rebounds in just 13 minutes. This is, again, another repeat of this theme that we've seen throughout the year of really poor defense in the post. We're letting guys go for career highs against the Rockets, and that is unacceptable. Even when, look, it's okay, I guess, if Christian Wood is able to do what he did tonight every night. Like, that's fine. If you're, if you're dropping 32, 13, and 7, I don't care what you do on defense. But that 32, 13, and 7 is not coming every night from him. And it's just pointing again towards the future. And the future doesn't look like Christian Wood has part of it. And it's just, it's frustrating because as good as he was offensively tonight, and as much as he put his team in a position to win this basketball game, he was also part of the reason why it wasn't the case and why the Rockets fall on the losing end of this. So a disappointing loss for that, but again, a whole lot of positives to talk about. So I want to focus a little bit more on those. Tonight's show is also not going to be too long. Uh, you know, we've got, it's, it's really late here on a Friday. It's been a really long week for me, but I still got to give y'all some Rockets content to chew on. And I'm more than happy to do that here. If anyone wants to come up and talk with me here on the dream take, feel free to hit that speaker request button and we can chop it up. We can talk Rockets basketball. We can talk NCAA. We've got a lot of prospects uh, that have been on display in the first two days of March Madness. Uh, but I'll, I actually do want to talk about Kevin Porter here a little bit um, with Kevin Porter. I think there was that little roll of the ankle or that like he just fell awkwardly in the at the end of the first half there. And again, it's like. I, like my life was like flashing before my eyes and it was just like, this guy can't catch a break. Thankfully he was able to return, but I am starting to wonder if Kevin Porter is going to be able to be healthy enough to be the guy that we need him to be in Houston, which, you know, is the lead guard. I mean, maybe lead guard isn't the best word, but the the starting point guard, like he needs to be the starting point guard for this team as of right now. Obviously, that might change with the people that the Rockets may bring in. But for right now, the Rockets see Kevin Porter as the point guard of the future. And it's really difficult to be the point guard of the future when there is so much waffling back and forth based on uh, based on your health. So I hope that he gets a little healthier and we don't see a whole lot of these you know, ankle rolls and turns and all that. And I think part of that is his game. I think he does. He, he goes for rebounds, which I can respect. And you know, he, he's quick and he tries to be shifty and, and that can be, you know, we've seen throughout the season how much that has affected his lower, uh, legs. And I just hope that we can get to a point with KPJ to where this isn't happening on such a regular basis. So that's kind of my two cents when it comes to scoot for tonight. I'm also really glad that Dacian Nix got some run, uh, Dacian, and he really didn't need tonight. I mean, with, with Eric Gordon out, uh, you know, we, we've seen in the past that Silas kind of goes for a nine-man rotation. He, able, he was still able to play Dennis Schroeder 24 minutes tonight. And 
Dacia Nick still got 11. And I thought he had some decent minutes uh, tonight. Maybe the team wasn't very good out there, but there were some things from him that was nice to see his, his, uh, you know, his defense, I think, has improved a lot uh, with him being in the G League. And I think that that's kind of what is needed from him if he's going to be a mainstay with the Rockets. My fear is that there is better players out there that will come in and eventually replace him. He's in the Armani Brooks situation where he was on the two-way, got the contract, now he's fighting to stay on that. And he's at least being given an opportunity. Like I feel like with Armani Brooks, he was given an opportunity here, but it came to a point where the Rockets were ready to look at players with more upside. And I do fear that Dacian Nix, who has a ton of upside, might expire past his date and there might be someone with a little bit more upside coming in to replace him but at least they're giving him a shot at, in the end of the season here so hopefully we get to see more Knicks minutes coming up in the future I think that the Rockets are better off when he's getting a full run and hopefully the same can be said for Usman Garuba who unfortunately had an ankle roll in practice the other day and which is why he didn't play tonight. I think he might have gotten some minutes tonight had he been available. But again, with Garuba, it's it's looking at it's looking like he's just not going to be healthy enough to be with this fast paced development that the Rockets are building. And the reason why I say that this this development is fast is because even though it's been two seasons now technically the Rockets have so many players coming in that if you don't show up when you have your opportunity, your spot's going to someone else. And you might not get a full opportunity, a full chance at securing that roster spot. And I, and I ultimately feel like Garuba is just going to be forgotten about, unfortunately. With, with two more rookies coming in next year, likely one of them is going to be a big. So there's, there's that competition that's already built in there. The Rockets are probably going to sign a, a rim protector veteran, I would hope, in the offseason. That kind of helps with that. And I just, I fear that Garuba is going to miss out on his opportunity to develop. And I, I think that Josh, like, I think a lot of people in the beginning of the season thought that that was going to be Josh Christopher, who was going to be the one who was going to just miss out and unfortunately get the short end of the stick. John Wall not playing has certainly helped Josh Christopher, but also Josh Christopher took took opportunity of the opportunity that was given to him. And I think Dacian Nix is doing that, but he needs to do a little bit more. I think that Garrison Matthews did that. And, you know, he's starting he's starting now for games in which Eric Gordon's not there. Jalen Green's taking advantage of it clearly. Kevin Porter is starting to take advantage of it. So that's the thing about this team. When you're given a chance to show up, you got to show up. Otherwise, they're going to move on to someone else. It's a quick audition, quick hook kind of game. And it's unfortunate because Garuba hasn't really been given a fair shake, but the NBA is not fair. And I hope that Garuba can find some time to get a little bit of playing time before the Rockets decide that it's time to move on from him. But I think that he's likely going to be in summer league, probably with Dacian Nix as well. Let's kind of let's kind of build that. I, I think that's a cool idea. Let's try to build the summer league rotation 
Starting out, Dacian Nix, we're going to assume, is there at the point guard spot. I'd imagine Garuba gets run as well. I don't think there's reason for Shangun and Jalen Green and Josh Christopher to be there. I, I mean, maybe Josh Christopher will be around. Like, he'll be there to practice, but he won't play. I don't know. Like, I don't see the point in Josh Kirchner playing in G League because he's just, he's going to be better than everyone there. Let's be real. Like, I, I really do think that Josh Christopher is, like, he was too good for the G League, so he didn't go there. So why would he go to Summer League? Because Summer League's primarily for G League players. Um, and then, obviously, you can throw in the top two picks that the Rockets ultimately acquire. Um, so that's about, let's say, let's that's four... I'd imagine Trevlin Queen is there probably in some capacity, um, unless he unless he goes to another team. Maybe if the Rockets can get Bruno Fernando there, I think that'd be kind of interesting. Bruno Fernando will be at at Summer League next year, in my opinion. I just don't know if that's gonna be with the Rockets because his contract does expire, I believe, at the end of the season. Maybe they'll be able to side some kind of summer league contract where he comes there for the summer league, but I just am unsure as to whether Bruno Fernando ends up with the Rockets there. I do think that he's there in some capacity, maybe not with the Rockets, but yeah, I think next year's summer league is really going to be about nation Knicks and the rookies and Garuba. That's, that's what summer league is going to be about. And if, we can see a little bit of Garuba uh, and some progress being made. I I think that's a very good indicator for Garuba and into whether he'll work or not. I, I know that it's kind of tricky and his position primarily, his pres- his position primarily is very difficult to try to gauge but I really do think that Garuba's skill set is kind of exactly what the Rockets need. They need a guy that can be a corner three guy on offense. So it, it helps the spacing and it opens up the lane for Jalen Green, for Kevin Porter, for Josh Christopher, for whichever guard is cutting into the lane on the floor. But then he also provides that ability to be strong on the defensive end in the post, which is what the Rockets need. The Rockets need post presence defense all season long. And he might be a little small for the center position, but so was Chuck Hayes. So was, you know, magic. So was all of these guys. I'm not saying Garuba is magic Johnson, but that's an example that kind of pops in my head. Uh, You know, Kevon Looney, uh, Draymond Green, you know, guys that PJ Tucker, guys that are play taller than what their actual height is. And I think that Garuba fits that archetype, but it's really difficult to see progress in that without, you know, because like he's not going to be a stat stuffer, right? He's not going to be the guy that is going to, you know, fill in every, every little stat on the stat sheet. He's there. And he's going to show his value on the defensive end, which doesn't show up in that in that box score. So I would like to think that Garuba gets to summer league and that's when we see him truly develop. Don't rush him with this ankle. The ankle is not something that is meant to be taken lightly. So I hope that they can 
find a way to get Garuba that comfort, what he needs, and also that playing time, which I do think he'll get in Summer League. Because, um, look, if, if Garuba can work out, great. That's exactly what the Rockets need. However, I'm afraid that the Rockets are going to go for players with a little bit more on the offensive end and that might that might push Garuba a little bit further down the list. That's kind of my two cents on the matter. But yeah, I mean, look, it's a, it's a game in the middle of March. The Rockets have nothing really to play for. Need to be the Pacers. Not a whole lot tonight. But yes, we did see positives from a couple of the guys on the team, namely Jalen Green and Christian Wood. But again, saw some flaws as well. And it ended up in a three-point loss. And I think you have to kind of just say, you know what? I accept this and move on. And we move on to Sunday with a scene of the crime, according to the Memphis Grizzlies, when the Rockets stole a victory from them not two weeks ago in Houston at Toyota Center. The Grizzlies return to Houston on Sunday. It's a 2.30 central tip-off, which is incredibly exciting. Love afternoon basketball. There's nothing like it. Uh, But I don't believe that the Rockets are going to get the same results that they did two weeks ago against the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are a team they are fighting for that number two seed, which matters in the NBA, especially for a team like the Grizzlies, where they can get home court advantage and not just the first round, but the second round as well. They and they're not going to take this game lightly. I have a feeling they took the game against the Rockets two weeks ago, a little bit like, okay, yeah, where the Grizzlies were going to win. And that didn't happen. The Rockets know that they need to feed Steven that or the Grizzlies know they need to feed Steven Adams and they need to score through the post and let John Morant do what John Morant does. If the Rockets win again against the Grizzlies on Sunday, I will be shooketh. It will be proper shooketh, and I'll be giving Jalen Green the Rookie of the Year award because that's how the Rockets are going to win on Sunday if they do. Jalen Green is going to show up, he's going to show out, and he's going to prove why the Rockets took him at number two. And again, you know, Evan Mobley's great and they have had a really good season. But I think this is one of those drafts where everybody is happy at the top of the draft. We look at the top of the draft. Cade Cunningham is doing really well in Detroit. Jalen's starting to figure it out in Houston, looking real solid. Should be the rookie of the uh, rookie of the month of March. Another solid rookie with Evan Mobley. Three, Scotty Barnes is a starter for a playoff team this year. Jalen Suggs has struggled, but there is some upside there. Franz Wagner also looks really good. Number eight, I believe he was. And Josh Giddy's been the rookie of the month every month for uh, the Western Conference for the Thunder. So you look at those six picks, and then Kaminga's looking really good too. So that's eight. The first eight picks look really good in the draft, which is hardly something you see anymore in the NBA. So really solid draft class. I think we're going to be talking about it for years to come. And, you know, Shangoon too, like, holy crap. Like, this has been a really good draft. The Rockets look really good. And 
yeah, they need to start building this team around Jalen. And I think we're starting to see that a little bit more while also highlighting a little bit of everybody else, which is important because these guys are going to be uh, opportunities to trade. They're going to be opportunities to maybe find something new, maybe attack this team and how to win from a different angle. And every game from here on out provides that. So there's not a whole lot of games left. I believe there's less than a month left before we are officially in the off season. I'm excited for the off season. That to me is the real season for the Rockets at this point until they start getting good during the real season. But I'm getting to a point now where the Rockets are starting to maybe build an identity a little bit, at least with the top of their team. And if the top of the team, the foundation has an identity, then you can start to draw out that vision in the secondary players. So looking forward to seeing the development grow Sunday against the Grizzlies. Not sure if it'll be Mike or myself or a combination of us on Sunday, but you will have coverage Sunday here at Spotify Greenroom following the game. And of course, uh, you can listen to us on demand. So again, thank you to our live listeners here on Spotify Greenroom here on this late Friday evening. You can follow us on Twitter at the Dream Take and at DreamShake SBN. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. And you can also head to our Facebook page, give us a like over there, and be sure to head to our website, thedreamshake.com. Home of all things, Houston Rockets at SBNation.com. Again, thank you very much for tuning in this episode of The Dream Taken. Until next time, go Rockets! Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.